This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello, my loves. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Hey, Daddy. Hey, Mama. How you doing? Super, super, super. I am super, super as well. We're going to get right into it. Get okay. into it. Do it. And y'all know the title was, What Does Independence Day Mean to You? What? We want to know, what does Independence Day mean to you? And baby, how do we come up with this here show? Because we were reflecting on the 4th of July, which, you know, they call Independence Day. And we looked at it as, when we thought about it in detail, that was supposedly the day in which the 13 colonies declared their independence from the British regime. And that was at a time that people of color were still enslaved. So as we were hearing the firecrackers pop and, the, you know, all the things and all the celebration, we thought about what it really meant at the end of the day and what did it meant at the beginning of that time. Mm. So it brought us to this conversation we're about to have right now. What does Independence Day mean to you? How do you celebrate it? Are you a hot dog, hamburger, chicken on the grill? Are you a, this just a day off? Are you a patriotic person and you put flags up in your front lo- y- yard? You know, what does Independence Day mean to you? We're going to talk about it, 404-832-2963. Let me ask you something, Daddy. Kick it, Mom. What does it mean to you? Independence Day, I think, is a day in which could be every day, not just one day out of the year because the day that they celebrate out of the year, which is July the 4th, there's a level of connection that innately due to the history of it, I don't have a connection to. Of course, we will take the day off because things are closed and the day is given to you. Mm. However, that's a day that we use to celebrate as a family in a way in which in 1776, we could not have celebrated that day together as a family because, again, we were enslaved until 1863 and until June uh, 19th of 1865, then alleged everyone was free. But we know, you know, there were still some folks in splinter groups that still had a hold on them. But that being said, um, there's a level of disconnect that uh, I have from that holiday when we look at it uh, historically. We're talking about it, y'all. What does Independence Day mean to you? Let's go to the lines. Hey, my love, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Hello? Yes, good morning. This is Marissa. How are you? Hey, Marissa, how you doing, baby? Good morning. Um, good morning. For, 
funny that this popped up. Me and my husband have been talking about this for some time now, and we have been going back into our roots. My husband is, he's Dominican, as well as I am Puerto Rican and mixed. And so we, we were trying to teach our daughters. And so in the process of doing some study and reading some books, uh, for a long time, he, he he said he was not he was not African an African American man. And so when he started to do all of this research, it, it came about that he found out that you know there was a lot of things that he found out. And so when he started to look at Fourth of July and all these holidays, he said we're celebrating the white man's holiday, our oppressor. And so we. It, it just began that the more we started to do research, the more we understood that those holidays weren't meant for us. And so for us, we celebrate every day being free, um, not just a specific day. We don't just celebrate Christmas on Christmas or things of that nature. When we have it, we have it, and we celebrate it, and not when someone tells us that we need to. There it is, baby. We love it. Thank you. Thank you, sis. Thank you. Oh, bye-bye. That's an independent thinker. That's an independent Family that's saying we're going to do it the way we want to do it. And best of all, they took the time out to research it for themselves. Yes. Because it's easy to allow someone to tell you whatever they want to tell you. But when you take the time out to find out for yourself, at that point, there's nothing that anyone can tell you because you found it out for yourself. Independence Day, what does it mean to you? We're going to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Yes, this is Angie. How are you all doing this morning? Hey, Angie. Hey, Angie. I love you guys. Let me just start off by saying <laughs> We love we you love back. You're back. That's right. That's right. I was giving you a call just to let you know, short and sweet, Independence Day does not mean independence to me personally. Um, I feel like... It is meant for another group of people, totally different, because to me, independence is not having to depend on people that don't want to see you get anywhere. I heard that. We are dependent on people that want to keep their feet on our neck. Mm. And who's got time for that? So I want to celebrate life. I want to enjoy life. But I don't want to placate to these holidays that aren't for my benefit. This is how I feel about it. We appreciate you, I enjoy you, fireworks, all of it. And let me just say, this is CMI, guys, but, I mean, we're just keeping it real here. Come on. Independence Day was the anniversary of the first time that my husband got these cookies. So, I mean, it's a special <laughs> day, guys. <laughs> That's right. That's it, right. It awesome. <laughs> I mean, 26 years ago, guys. That's, that's a long right. time, okay? Well, you brought it in with a bang. So that's what yeah. it is. Independence yeah, Day. Keeping it popping. That's right. Keep it popping. Keep it popping, baby. We love you, sis. All right. You have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Now, what other show can you go be a part of? Can you? And say, listen here. My Independence Day was the first time my man got these cookies. Come on. Oh, Cookie. baby. <laughs> Get them. What does Independence Day mean to you? We're going to the lines. Hey, you on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Um, This is Selena William Noble. Hey, Selena William Noble. Talk Hello, to Monique. How are you? Wonderful, baby. We're good. Well, I'm calling in about the Independence Day thing. I would like to start off by saying we are in a country that was built on hatred. Mm-hmm. And to, for me to teach my two sons that I brought from being boys to men, 
I cannot look them in the face and tell them that's a holiday worth celebrating. What I can tell my sons are, in the world we live in now, you can make your destiny. But as far as Independence Day, I just can't. I live in Virginia. And, you know, we have um, Williamsburg and all that Jamestown Mm -hmm. where they had the slaves. So it's hard for us. And I'm an educated black woman. My son's been to college. You know, I just can't. And I don't know if that's a wrong thing because I'm patriotic in my own way. But I think it came to me when I, I look at that as Martin Luther King, people that made a stand for us. That's how I look at Independence Day. We thank you for that comment. Thank Absolutely. you, Mama. So, okay, y'all take care. You I love too. you, Monique. Love you, baby. Okay, bye-bye. You was going to say something, Daddy? And see, my spirit said earlier that this is not a country, this is a corporation. Mm. And the question that we would pose, because it's easy to make statements, but when you pose a question, it allows people to think for themselves. But you have to ask yourself, when the individuals who came over here on the Mayflower and the other ships that came afterwards, did they come because they were enjoying the fruits that Britain or England or Europe had to offer at that time? Or did they come because they were looking for a new opportunity and they had nothing to lose? And in them getting there, if you started off, if the answer that you come up with is they didn't have anything, in modern-day terms, they would could be considered to some degree refugees, if you will, because they're abandoning the old to go to the new. And then you ask yourself, how did they get funded to get a ship to come over here? Would that have been the British Empire that would have allowed that and sanctioned that to happen? And in doing so, would they have done that as an altruistic gesture just just to get them away? Or did they have a stake in them Meaning that if you made something of this country, that we needed a piece of what it was that you got, which subsequently led to the Boston Tea Party because they were being taxes that were being paid. And then they went into no taxation without representation. But why would you have paid taxes at first? Because it sounds like there was a deal that was made for you to get over here and that if you go in your explorations and you create something for yourself, We need a piece of that. So when we hear about Independence Day, due to the breaking off of the British Empire, that was one of the first deals that went bad. And that spoke to the people at that time saying, it's not about keeping our word. It's not about honor. It's about having for ourselves what we want to create in the New England. Come on. We're talking about it, y'all. What does independence mean? Day mean to you. 404-832-2963. We're going to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Okay. You know, when I think about Independence Day, it's not just the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. When I think about Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. when I think about Christmas, when I think about Mother's Day and Father's Day and all of these created days, that, in my humble opinion, is an economic scam because those are day Valentine's Day. Those are these days that you, you pick out specifically, right? And you say, okay, we got to sail on this. We got to sail on that because this is the day that we've deemed that we want you to celebrate. 
And when you say, are we independent, but we're still following, somebody made that up. Somebody just came up with it. And we just said, okay, let's do it. Let's go with it. And I don't knock what people want to do because I enjoy a day off too. Don't misunderstand me, baby. When I worked a job and 4th of July came, shit, that was a long weekend or you could, whatever you wanted to do. But when you get older and you really begin to think about what is it that I'm celebrating? Mm-hmm. And then you understand what you're celebrating. And then you say, well, I'm going to continue to celebrate it because I really can't get caught up in that. Well, how do you excuse it? Like, how do we just act like it didn't exist? How do we act like that it's not happening? How do we act like we weren't enslaved during that time? Like, how do we act like that that just doesn't matter anymore? And I think that's why we're in the state of affairs that we're in, because we want to sweep shit under the carpet. We want to act like it don't exist. But then we, when we have to try to explain how we got to this place right here, then we don't want to deal with it. And ironically, the individuals that refer to themselves as Americans based upon one individual's name, Amerigo Vespucci, due to that individual's name, they call themselves Americans, but they were really Europeans. And they tried to disconnect themselves from being Europeans and refer to themselves as America as a way of their independence. But the reality is, when we look at that, that whole aspect it's a misdirection. It's kind of like magic is nothing but a misdirection to get your attention looking mm. one way and to perform the magic, as they say, or the trick in this hand. So we can easily be misdirected by the firecrackers, by the explosions, by the day off, and not look at the origin of where everything started place, uh, started and the taxes of $7 million, I believe, for uh, uh, what the British Empire was asking for at that time ended up being the taxes that were imposed upon the American people for fighting that revolutionary war. So as we see the the, the trickle-down effect of what they didn't want to pay to them, they've now imposed on we as Americans because they took the business model that essentially— squoes them out of England, squoes them out of the British Empire, and allow them to impose that same ideology on the individuals here. And because they were first, if you will, in terms of the group that was, came from a, with in quote, civilized uh, origin, and they had a business model, they had no one to govern them but themselves. So here we sit here today based upon um, ideologies that have been just assigned to make money. It's not about the people. It's about that the money you can make off of the people. See, I, I, for me, and I guess my aggression sometimes can be too rough, but I want to get right to it. Because when you say, what is Thanksgiving? Is that, the, okay, so that was a holiday that the pilgrims, and our uh, Native American brothers and sisters ate together, right? Mm-hmm. And then that night, did they kill him? I don't know when, but we know the story. Right. It's it's like, so we will do plays in schools. We will go to our children's plays in elementary school, and we will watch these plays, and we know goddamn well what the ending of that story was. Mm-hmm. So how do we celebrate that? We will do plays involving Christopher Columbus. 
when we know this man was a rapist, a murderer, all of that shit, but we have days for this man. So it's, it's almost like, and I don't just want to say black people. It's human beings. I think we're getting conscious to the place where we're saying, what the fuck are we doing, y'all? How do we celebrate this day in a conscious mind? How do we say this was a good day in a conscious mind? How do we say on this day, December 25th, this is when Christ was born? Don't nobody know that shit to be true. But we just buy into it. Just like July the 4th, we buy into it. And there was a sister on Facebook who, I don't know her name, but she was just breaking it down. And she said, I know some of y'all are going to be mad at what I'm saying. But how is it that we run around here and we want to celebrate a holiday that we know we was getting our asses kicked? And when no one speaks up and says anything out loud, guess what, y'all? We stay in the same positions. The only thing that's changing is time. That's it. We're going to the lines. Hey, babies, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Hello? Yes, good morning. I just had just called. I was the first caller. I just have a question. My question is, are we ready not to reprogram, but are we ready to clean what has been taught to us for so many years? That is the question, because we can talk about all of the, all of how they've, you know, taken and killed and said, are we ready to reprogram? Like, speaking with my husband, and as we were going through this process, process Ms. Monique, I was, I was debating my husband, like, how can we not celebrate these holidays? And he said, well, why do we want to? Because it was given, it was told for us to celebrate. Are we ready to start clean and think for ourselves and say, well, this is, some people are just so happy to get together on 4th of July and on Independence Day. We can get together anytime and do these things. But are we ready to start and think for ourselves and think clear? It's almost like reprogramming. Are we ready for that? And that's the question that I have when I speak to my daughters of age now. Are you guys ready? Yes, I talked to them about these holidays. And I'm repeating them and giving them the reason why. Are we ready to do that? And that's, I guess that's the question that I have because I have to ask myself that. I, I think that you've answered the question in the fact that you've considered it in the first place. The fact that you are sharing this information with your children is the beginning of the reprogramming process because you are now talking to them while the clay is still soft. You're getting this information at a time when the clay was hard, but still it's allowing you, you're, the information that you're receiving is allowing you to have that clay that is hard being broken through because this information wasn't given to us in our textbooks while we were growing up right. in school. The information that we had were that we were enslaved, but you, you cannot speak about the greatness of African-Americans, of Native Americans, right. of Mexicans, of, of Africans before they were considered African-Americans, Mexicans before they were considered Americans. You cannot speak about their greatness and then, then enslave them and then demean them. So the uh, uh, veneer of this discreditation that has been placed upon us is I don't believe something that is really believed as much as it is a, a business model designed to keep people unaware of what it is that's transpired. Because if individuals, including ourselves, realize the greatness that we had, it becomes that much more easy to reprogram ourselves because the first step that took place was the question, 
Why are we celebrating it? And it led to your husband and yourself doing research, which subsequently has led to you having a conversation with your children, which has subsequently led to you posing this question so that the world can get a chance to hear it. So I think to the answer to your question is a resounding yes. We are ready. Yes, ma'am. You guys have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. You too, baby. You know, Daddy, that was such a great question and it got answered but are we ready to be clear because and are we ready to be reprogrammed because she's absolutely right we've been programmed for so long and conditioned for so long some of us are so afraid to step out and say i'm gonna do it my way i'm gonna I'm going to do this journey my way, that we feel like if we go against the grain, what's wrong with you? So we're not just talking about Independence Day. We're talking about your independence. We're going to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Hello? Bless them. <laughs> when we talk about Independence Day and being independent, because the conversation we're having right now, are how, what do you feel about Independence Day? And a lot of the responses are, and even in the room, it's a feeling of, I'm my own thinker. Mm-hmm. I'm my own thinker, so I'm independently independent to think the way I want to think. We're going to the lines. We're talking about it, babies. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Hello? Now listen, what I'm going to need y'all to do is stop using that goddamn flip phone. I know it cuts off from time to time. Mine did the same thing. (laughs) We're going to talk about it, and we're going to keep talking about it. And And to your point in reference to independence, it's not just independence for a day. It's independence for the rest of your life. Mm. And it's independence for the life of your children. It's And it extends beyond um, what, what has been done to us because we have enough time And we've had enough time to realize that this is the reason why we need to come together. So when we're dealing with the conversations regarding the Oprah's, the Tyler's, the Lee Daniels, you see it's been designed for us to want to cater to a side that is going to pat us on the head for being obedient as opposed to saying, listen, why don't we come together and be fair? See, and what... The, the forefathers of this country, it's easy to make it seem like they were just terrible men. And I believe more than being terrible men, they were a bunch of men who were ambitious and interested in getting whatever it was that they want at any cost. And there was a level of consciousness that was not had. And greed is the thing that perpetuated the 13 colonies to be the United States of America because everything is based upon money and competitiveness, Mm. and it was designed for a few to be able to take over many under the guise of a democracy as opposed to a king or a monarchy that they had left. But nonetheless, the proof is how come 1% to 5% of the world is dominant over the other 95 to 90% or 99% of the world? Because it's been structurally designed for that to happen and give you a false sense of control in the meantime. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. 
Play it at play.it. We're talking about it, y'all. Independence Day and Independence. We're going to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Good morning. This is um, this is Israel, Auntie. Hey, baby. How are you? Wonderful. Hi, hi. Hi, Uncle. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. I just wanted to say that I I, I love coming to your shows. I, I do. Mm-hmm. Because I always learn lessons, life lessons, that a lot of nonsense shows do not teach, won't teach, can't teach. So I, I just I just love coming here. I just want to say that when it comes to independence, the only independence that I have is the fact that I'm black and that I'm alive. Because I, I, I put no stake in holidays. I never have. I used to get upset with my friends who celebrated holidays because it just felt so robotic to me. You know, why, why must you do what they say to do on a certain day? Every day should be Independence Day if you're alive. Mm-hmm. Every day should be Christmas if you can give someone something every day. Everyone should be mother. Every day should be Mother's Day. Every day should be Father's Day. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. And, and every day should be Thanksgiving. We should be thankful every day. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't believe in in being independent only on one day out of the year. Come I on. understand their reasonings for it, but. As Auntie and Uncle, you both stated so eloquently, we were being hung from trees. We were dangling. We weren't. We weren't running around being, you know, happy and free. We weren't. They were free with their foot on our backs. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so I see no reason to be, you know, to look at that day as a day of joy. I look at that day as every other day. Me trying to survive in this world where they hate me. happy independence day baby (laughs) thank you auntie and uncle i love you guys come back to new york (laughs) love you baby we're talking about it my loves independence day what does it mean to you and to be independent what does that mean to you and you know i was sharing with with sydney today this morning while we were getting ready And I said, you know, Daddy, I said, I want to share this conversation in with Independence Day and being independent because I had a conversation yesterday, a beautiful conversation yesterday with my sister in comedy, Hope Flood. And when I tell you, man, that sister got on the phone, baby, and we talked like we had just talked yesterday Mm -hmm. and ain't talked in years. And it was a very open and honest and real conversation. And she said to me, she said, all right, listen, bitch, now, you know. The word is that when Sydney came in your life, you changed, and that's when everything started going crazy. And I said, you know, Hope, let me tell you from my mouth. When Sydney did come into my life in that way, I did change. And I say that unapologetically. And you know what? When he did come into my life as we became business partners and he my manager, shit did get different. And you know why it got different? Because there were so many questions that your big agents and your big managers and your big studio heads, they couldn't answer. So before I could even finish talking, she said, you got a motherfucker that got your best interest at heart. I said, that's all it is. And what happens is when I say, are you independent? What I mean by that? And I said to Hope, I said, you know, Hope. We've been trained and conditioned not to trust our men. 
We've been trained and conditioned not to trust them, not to respect them, not to depend on them. We have been trained to have separate bank accounts. We've been trained to put shit away for a rainy day. We've been trained to make sure you sign a prenup agreement, bitch, if you got $25 more. We've been trained not to have nurturing and loving relationships with our mates. And when we got a chance to see it for eight years, well, we've been dealing with it for hundreds of years. So just seeing Michelle Obama do it for eight years, that wasn't enough because we couldn't appreciate watching this black couple respect one another. Because when you sat down and you listen to interviews they were having, one without the other would always say, you know, me and Barack was talking. You know, me and Michelle was talking. They always included one another as a team. So when I hear especially the black women saying, why do you give him that kind of respect? Who is this nigga? And I said to Hope, I said, Hope, I have empathy for those sisters. Because what that says is, sis, you've never experienced it yet. And you've been so trained and so conditioned not to love our men that you're almost looking at me like I'm an abnormal bitch. Like, we can't well, believe I'm an abnormal <laughs> yeah, bitch are. that you are respecting and loving this man in that way. So when we say, are you independent? Are you independent enough to think on your own? And again, I have to say it because if not, y'all know, bitch, it just wouldn't feel right to me. But when we watched a woman for over 25 years speak of independency and empowerment, but never spoke of being a wife nor a mother, never spoke of being a family. Now, we watched this woman become a billionaire, but we didn't watch this black woman ever speak of loving and being loved by a black man or ever thinking of a family. And it's nobody. It's not her fault. And not just a black man, just a man. A man, period. And she's been with Stedman for... A long, 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 a long time. In certain states, them niggas is married, okay? okay. In certain states, that means you get half the shit, okay? In certain places, that bitch is your wife. But we watch that. And, I, and, and again, y'all, I signed up for it, so I'm not saying it in judgment. But I realized in signing up for it and the way I was treating the black men in my life, the way that, and I, I can't say all men, just the way I was treating the black men in my life. And I, when I spoke to Hope Flood yesterday, she said she had ran into my ex-husband. And I said, when you see that cat again, give him a hug for me and tell him I'm sorry. Tell that cat I'm sorry, because that's a good dude. We just wasn't right for one another. But when I thought about the conversations I would have with him and the way I would talk to him and the way I would treat him. And I remember one time, baby, we were in an argument and I was wrong as motherfucker six o'clock Sunday morning. Wrong. And Sid was at the house that night and me and Sid had to get up to go for a ride. And when we got in the car, I said, yo, I know I'm wrong. That nigga just can't beat me in the argument. And Sidney looked at me and said, bitch, that's not right. And I can't back that. When you know you're wrong, you got to stand up and be accountable for your shit. You be wrong. Don't do that man like that. So when I hear women saying, how can she respect him like that? How can she love him like that? I get it because I was one of those women. But sisters, are we willing, as that first baby called in, are we willing to clear the slate and start over? And say, let me go back to ground zero. Let me go back to the basics. Or are we so fucking caught up in this boss shit 
that we're so we're not independent thinkers because now we follow the commercials. I'm a boss bitch. I'm a boss bitch. Now we follow the rap songs. I'm a boss bitch. I'm a boss bitch. Now we seen the little girls that's about seven and eight and she's singing. I'm a boss bitch. I'm a boss bitch. Do y'all see what we're doing? The poison that we're pouring in. And it's not just though. It's not just women, because you know it takes two to tango. And when you're in a relationship, whether it's your, whoever your mate is, there's uh, typically a, a, a male energy and a female or masculine energy and female. So if we're dealing with individuals that they're two males, two women, a man and a woman, it's the level of respect that you have to have for each other. And the litmus test is the things that you're asking your mate to do if you feel uncomfortable doing them for them then that may not be the thing you should ask them to do. Mm -hmm. You should be comfortable. Anything that you're asking or what one of them is something that you should be elated in doing for them. And it becomes just that simple because when it becomes one-sided, that's when it becomes unfair. And there's a level of nurturing that we as black men have or maybe have not received from our mothers, from our fathers, and whether you have or have not, you have received everything that you needed. Because if you have, follow the business model. If you have not, follow the business model of what it was that you would have liked to have had if you had it to do all over again. And those are the things that you give to your children. Those are the things that you give to your wife. Whatever it is that you're interested in having, those are the things that you must be interested in giving as well. But the thing that defeats us is we're typically only interested in having mm -hmm. as opposed to being interested in giving. We're talking about it, y'all. Independence Day and just being independent. Are you independently strong enough to be able to say, this is not working if I follow this way? It's not working for me. So now I need to follow my own way. I need to follow my own path. And it's disheartening for me. And as Hope and I were talking, and I said, Hope, I empathize with those sisters. I'm not angry, I, but I empathize with women that hold up the I'm the boss stick so proudly, but you can't smile because you're so used to grinding and everything is about the business and everything is about getting it that you have a hard time simply enjoying life. And that's the key. It's like asking yourself. Or am I happy the way things are going or am I doing what people are expecting me to do? Am I am I drinking Perrier Jouet because it actually tastes good? Do I really like it or is that the drink that everyone is drinking? Am I doing what I'm doing because it's something that I want to do or does it just sound slick to do it? So when you're talking about being bosses and we're talking about independence like the 4th of July. All of these things are interconnected because if we dealt with things logically, the reason why the Brit the the uh, 13 colonies and the men who were, they call the forefathers of this country, disconnected from them because they felt like they did not want to give them money for nothing. However, if they were dealing with those things logically and or ethically, how could you enslave a group of people who would have been giving you something for nothing? Mm. So it had absolutely nothing to do with uh, disgruntledness. How can you be angry with a group of people that you don't know? 
it had everything to do with greed. It had everything with to do to deal with how do you look? How are you going to fare in this life? And if it's at the expense of others, so be it. So when we get to a place where we're talking about being bosses and we're talking about this, that, and the other, th- this new album by Jay-Z, Come on. to me, is the greatest that he's ever put out. It's the greatest mm. because he, and, and I part of it is because I've watched him go from a self-appointed God to a Don to a king. Come on. And it's hard to not be a king when you're married to a queen. Mm. And the, the last album that she came out with made this man reach into a well that said, I got to come with it different. And if y'all get a chance to see the story of OJ, which is a video that this brother did where I'm about to destroy the lyrics, but essentially he was saying rich nigga, po nigga, real nigga, faux nigga, still nigga. So no matter what it was that you put on the adjective you put in front of nigga, the N word was still nigga. Mm. And what happens is it's one of those things where Though we know that we are beyond that word, which in my humble opinion came from individuals who didn't know that the word was Niger and they called them nigger. And they said those niggers over there, but they were from Nigeria or from Niger. And they refer to us as that. He's essentially saying, which makes him inclusive of that. No matter how much money you make, no matter how much money you don't have and everything in between you can easily be considered a nigger by a certain group of individuals, and that certain group of individuals may live in your community. Mm -hmm. So it's not just something that's specific to what Caucasians may call you. It's something that your own people will call you because that was a word that was used to say, if you're thinking differently, understand this no matter what you do. You're still a what? A nigger. Come on, y'all. We are talking about it, and here's where it gets real tricky. When you become a nigger to other niggers that think they've arrived and then they look down on you like, you know, I'm not your kind of nigger. I'm the kind of nigger that they okay with. Oh, I'm not a nigger at all. Come on. I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm special. I'm a billionaire and I own studios. Come on. And I forgot where I came from. And when someone forgets where they came from, oftentimes it's not purposeful. It's because they simply forgot where they came from. We're going to the lines, baby. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Uh, my name is Mike. I'm in Atlanta. I've uh, been watching a show from Periscope uh, on my way to work. I-, I wanted to say what Independence Day is for, it- what it should be for us is uh, a slap in the face. Mm. Because at the same time, they are fighting for their so-called independence from Britain. We still are not free here. Mm-hmm. No matter, no no way you can see around it. When I mean by independence, name a single law that we as black people have actually passed and it's been enforced since the time we stepped off the ship. Name a school that we are in complete control of that has its uh, uh, a long history of, of black children being taught by black black adults. Name one. Well, I know it's that one in, is it Chicago? 
and 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 that's sad that I can say I I think it's just that one. Every it, school that you will ahead. find out is all completely owned and operated by the white establishments and white government. If they were to ever come out and tell the truth about history, what black people actually went through, what all of these holidays are really for, it would call, it would cause a riot, a, a uprising. It would it would create complete distrust in the in the society. There would be a constant war everywhere, all over the country. They can't tell us the truth. They won't tell us the truth. Your schools don't tell you the truth. Your, your preachers and your pastors are not telling you the truth. Nobody's going to tell you the truth. And the reason why is because of that. The number one thing is, if I were to let you know, <clears throat> if I was to let you know that we've been killing you all forever, and every single time we get away with it, we've been getting away with it since then. And you, you guys are thinking that this is some sort of brand new thing with white people killing us and, and getting away with. It. No, it's been there. It's never stopped. Mm-hmm. Since we got off the ships. You think you got your independence or your declaration of, uh, what was that? Uh, not the declaration of independence, but uh, uh, the, the one that Lincoln wrote up. I can't think of it at this second. The Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah, Emancipation Proclamation. But you're not reading the the, uh, the clause that's in there about making us criminals. So we would go, essentially go back into prison. That's the reason why your court system is completely one-sided against you. You are still three-fifths of a man. They never changed that law. They could add all the amendments that they want. It's just to appease you because you get a, you get a little little angry whenever they do something to you. It's, it's been the same cycle since we got here. They do something to us. We turn around and get mad. We start marching. We don't do anything, or we burn down our own, our own societies. And then after that, they turn around and, and give you a, a little crumb. And then y'all get to clapping, and, and we, 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 we've overcome something. What exactly did we overcome? My man. We, we appreciate, appreciate that, that, baby. You know, I... I I appreciate the honesty and the realness and the unwillingness to pretend. And there should not be a reason to pretend. And there should not necessarily be an uprise because of the truth. Because when they say the truth will set you free, if you allow it, it can truly do that. Because these are the reasons why we have these conversations. See, oftentimes people think, Y'all just saying it to start shit. Y'all just saying it to kick up dust. But what happens is when you don't speak on these things, but you say them in private, what you're implying is that there is no hope in talking to the other side. Come on, Daddy. And what we're saying is the other side oftentimes does not know the magnitude of what it is that they are doing. And unless it is brought to their attention and they are able to be put in a position where they can feel what it is to be on the other side, then there's an opportunity for a change to be made. So even to the conversations that we've had about Oprah, about Tyler, about uh, Lee, what you said on stage These are this is the id that is able to have a conversation with people if 
there were no, if you would, protocol and regular life. As a stage performer, this is what you can communicate and get the p- crowd laughing. And there's some serious shit that's said in the joke. But when we pull ourselves away from that stage and we're having this real conversation, to speak about them as if we don't love them would be a falsehood because there's a level of love that it's hard to have for a lot of individuals, but there's a level of ease that you have to have when you know that people, for as much as they know about movies, for as much as they know about entertainment, for as much as they know about finagling money and doing things of that nature, there's an out of touch that they've had with the old stories that their great, 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 great grandmothers who didn't have a modern day education and great, great, great grandfathers and uncles. And they had what we would refer to as universal principles running on their side, which was treat people in the way that you want to be treated. If you know that one rule and you live by that one rule, see how life begins Mm. to change. And as a man who for as much as I may think I know, there is an immense amount that I do not know. And when I run into those situations and someone communicates something to me that I do not know, I'm appreciative of that because you've just awakened me to something that I was not conscious and cognizant of. So again, we are having these conversations not to call anyone out, but really to call people up to a place where when we have these dialogues about us marching and nothing is accomplished and so forth and so on, I believe to some degree there's a level of accomplishment each time. It's not to the degree in which we would like because now you have situations where there are white people that outnumber the black people who are, who are marching. And we forget about those people. We forget about the groups that are not directly a part of black culture, but they are part of the human race that stand alongside of us as we've stood alongside them at different times. And we can't make the mistake of putting everyone in a hole as we have been put in a hole and looked at as this is the way that they are. Because I saw a hippopotamus talk to it in a river. Mm. And I saw an alligator Mm -hmm. have a antelope by his ass. Both of them. By his ass. I saw an alligator have an antelope by his ass. Baby antelope. What in the world would make that hippopotamus go over and bite the shit out of that alligator to let the antelope go? Mm. But if we put all hippopotamuses in a group and you said, but they wouldn't give a damn about that. nigga. That's just how it is. We saw different. So I say that if an animal that you would say is a wild animal can come to the rescue of an animal that that ain't their kin, that ain't their family. They was like, that's somebody baby. They recognize that. Why would we not be able to do the same as a group of human beings? We're talking about it, y'all. Independence Day and your independence. Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Oh, this is Taikish. I'm calling from California. Can you guys hear me? We sure can. Oh, wow. Hi, Monique. Hi, baby. (laughs) Hi, Sydney. How you doing? 
Awesome. Okay. Um, I just called in to say um, thank you guys for the show. This is amazing. And um, I just wanted to speak to um, the, the question about are we really free? Because I have a lot of conversations with people in my immediate family, and it really seems like I'm the outcast because I'm the only one that tries to talk about the things that's really going on. It's like my family really doesn't understand that, like, hey, we're really in poverty here. Like, you know, um, my mother is turning 50 years old, and, you know, she's been working on her job for probably about 20 years now, and she does security. And I'm like, Mom, are you aware of what's going on with retirement? Like, it's so sad because I'm the first to graduate from college in my family, and it's really, really hard because people don't understand when you match the minimum wage to how much it costs just to get a two-bedroom apartment in California. Mm-hmm. The, it, the minimum wage is about $14 lesser. So it's really hard to even make ends meet. Mm -hmm. And when I try to educate people on, you know, just us working our nine to fives and how the system was created for, you know, my daughter, I have an eight-year-old daughter. And when I think about, you know, I, of course, education is, is, is important, you know, knowledge, you can never get that taken away from you. So that's very, very important. But when you look at these systems and how um, they try to dim down the talent that these children have and you know just to see you and you Monique letting us know about the things that go on you know it it gets kind of scary you know but when you have that that foundation that I have you know I believe in God and I believe that he puts a gift inside of every one of us you know but it's just I just wanted to speak to, you know, we really have to wake up and educate ourselves because there's so much going on in the world. And if the people don't wake up, like, they think slavery is gone, but poverty is the new slavery for a lot of people. And when you look at these people that are on these larger scales, they speak to the major the, the 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 majority of people when you look at the people that are in poverty you know they do these nonprofit organizations and they try to feed the masses but what about the one in every 10 what about you know the individuals how are you going to help us understand that we have the gift and we can be all that we can be instead of trying to get us to go through these systems and these are the questions that I ask because I am really on the rise of trying to get up out of poverty. But when you start to do your research and you start to realize how far off we are, it becomes really, 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 really sad. We appreciate that. I just that, wanted girl. to say that. Thank you, my baby. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. You know, but I think one thing we have to realize, like with the sister earlier, and she said, my husband and I are talking to our daughters, mm-hmm. and we're teaching them differently. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. Mm-hmm. It's, in my humble opinion, it's not this massive thing. If we all just did our parts in our homes, then it makes it better. If we just have the conversations in our homes, it's like our children knew from day one, God damn it, who was Santa Claus? <laughs> we wasn't even going to fuck around with it. We wasn't going to say... Oh, the the white man with the white beard. Listen, daddy, daddy, look at him. Daddy Santa Claus, mommy Miss Claus. We're going to put up this mistletoe. We're going to do all that kind of shit because we are the Santa Clauses. Like we never bought into it. And with the two fur, with all of that shit, it's stuff that 
if we sit our children down and give it to them real and straight and honest, I think we raise better children. And understand, there's a everything in moderation. There's a level of fantasy and a level of game that you have that's not going to deter your children because you pretended that the tooth fairy gave them a couple dollars and put it <laughs> underneath the table. No, that wasn't me. That wasn't the tooth fairy. That was my cousin Malcolm who put that under your... It's like you can have a mixture of both, but at the same time understanding that if we tell the truth to our children, if we enlighten them as we enlighten ourselves, we have a better chance to win. And oftentimes there's a lot of information that we did and we weren't given. If you notice mm -hmm. in the place, places where slavery was most prevalent and, and, and most vicious, these are the places where Christianity, they refer to as the Bible belts. These are the places where it was imposed upon us. And this is not to knock anyone's religion by any means, because if you studying the word of the Lord, Allah, if you're a Seventh-day Adventist, if you're whatever it is that you utilize that helps make you a better person, that's a beautiful thing. Or if you're simply an individual that says, listen, I'm a child of the universe and everyone else that I see, they have to be or else they would not be here. And I'm driven to do the right thing by others because I'm appreciative of the right things being done by me, simply put, then it all works. So when we get into a place where we say it's this against us, it's the left against the right, it's the, you know, it's the the British Empire first against the uh, 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 13 colonies or against the people of America, but then there was a civil war where it was north against south. And then there are people that are having battles within their own state and their own town. The one constant is that people are fighting people. And when we learn how to deal with one another without being disagreeable and put these things on the table and find a way to coerce the individuals who are the greedy ones, who if we stop using weapons and thinking about weapons of mass destruction to kill flesh and blood human beings mm. and say we could take the 20 billion or the billions of dollars that we have in our black budget designed to come up with technology that can shoot down weapons to kill people that are simply made out of flesh and blood. We can use that same money and feed the world because we're coming together and saying, listen, if anything, we should be protecting ourselves against someone coming from somewhere else to destroy us, which subsequently I think would be futile because if they wanted to hand us our asses, they could. What we should be focusing our attention on is how can we create a place and a space where the Russians can eat, where the people who are under the regime of Assad in Syria, they can eat. How about the people of Iran, America, because we call America the greatest place in the world. However, with all of the things that we have wrong, it's the equivalent of what? Why are we discussing about being the greatest? Let's have the greatest world that we can possibly have on this earth during our time so we can have the opportunity to leave our kids with something and they can leave our kids with something that does not involve war.
We're talking about it, y'all. Independence Day and being independent. Where do you fall in? What do you believe? We're going to take this last call. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Hello, this is Sharon calling from North Carolina. I appreciate the show. Hey, Sharon. Listen, uh, a couple of things I want to just throw out there, and then I'm going to get off the line and hear hear your response. Um, As it relates to to independence, one of of the things that has been useful for me is uh, my father is Jamaican, and I grew up understanding that, that August 1st, 1834 is when the British Empire, um, uh, or, you know, Parliament basically uh, released all the slaves in the colonies. So for many years in this country, uh, Africans would celebrate August 1st as, as emancipation before we even got the Emancipation Proclamation signed by, by Lincoln. So all over the world, folks that are black, celebrate August 1 as opposed to 4th of July as um, Independence Day. The other piece is um, Africans have fought for every uh, act of freedom in this country, beginning with with Bunker Hill during the the Revolutionary War, uh, up through the uh, War of 1812, the Civil War, uh, Lincoln did, did, you know, didn't want to do it, but under Lincoln is when we actually got the Congress to pass uh, that, uh, that Africans could actually bear arms and fight for their freedom. So for many people that have that military background, because their family has shed blood, the 4th of July is important for them, just as an aside. But the way the freedom movement has seemed to have worked for us in this country and, and it has been limited is we had the right to bear arms first. Uh, Congress passed uh, the law in 1862 that black folk, uh, free black folk, could actually become part of the Union Army. And then we had the Emancipation Proclamation. And then we had the 13th Amendment, 14th and 15th Amendment, that gave us the right to vote. We, we had to come back 100 years later and enforce that with the Civil Rights Movement. So we have been moving toward it. But the next piece that I see that we have to, and I think that we're focusing on, is economic independence, because every group that's come over here, that's been a thrust. Nobody comes over here because the quality of life is better. They come because opportunities are better. I think we're finally, this generation of millennials is getting their grind on, and they're understanding that without economic independence, all that other stuff is, is garbage. The last piece, and then I'm going to get off the line, is as it relates to black men and black women um, and, and, the, and the independent black, uh, black woman syndrome, the boss syndrome, um, is problematic. Um, and, and I get that. But as a woman right now who is caring for two elderly parents, I'm in my own grind right now. And, you know, I'm ha- having brothers want me to do things that, quite frankly, I'm uncomfortable with because I, I need help. I need somebody that, you know, to help lighten my load. I, I don't mind helping somebody else's load, but I don't need extra pressure. I need someone to see me as a human being, not just as someone to, to kowtow to a person. So I think that we all need a re-socialization process where we learn to listen, we learn to heal, we learn to love again. 
and I'll get off the line and take your response. And thank you so much for all that you do and say for us. Thank you, my baby. We love you, sis. Absolutely. I mean, with the first two points that she made, it's like there's nothing that needs to be said. I mean, she hit it right on on the head as it pertains to uh, the last piece with the re-socialization. The key word that she spoke about was listening. Mm. Because we oftentimes hear individuals, but when we start to listen to individuals and start uh, empathizing, because as they said, it is better to understand than to be understood. Because if you understand the situation, you are abreast of what you need to know. They might not understand you, and that's okay. But for you to understand them will allow you to operate appropriately in all situations that you understand. So when we start understanding one another and being willing, one of the rules that they tell you when you are an actor to become a better actor is to accept vulnerability. I think that's a wonderful trait to accept as a human being, to be able to accept vulnerability. And when you're saying that I'm going to involve myself with an individual who I'm going to make a mate and then a life mate, you must be open to being vulnerable to express your love in a manner that says, I'm going to put myself out there that if this person chose to hurt me, they could not for the sake of being hurt, but for the sake of experiencing what real love is. And that is to put yourself in a position for it to be unconditional. And if that person was to exploit your relationship in a way that went against what you had agreed upon, as my grandmother said, when my grandfather died, because she said she did, because she did not shed a tear. She said, I did all I could do for that nigga <laughs> while he was here. So when they get to talking about why you ain't doing this, why you ain't doing that, I loved them while he was here. There ain't nothing I could do. So what I would say to you is when you love the person as hard as you possibly could and you were vulnerable, you gave, and they couldn't appreciate it, you didn't lose. They lost. And you've built up the intellectual, the spiritual, and the social muscularity to love again. And you, at that point, know what it is that you want and don't want. But nine times out of ten, when you look at the relationship in retrospect, you can say you knew it was going to be a problem in the long run anyway. You just chose to ignore it. We talked about it today, my babies. Independence Day and being independent. Every day. Where do you fall in that? Really think about it. We want to thank y'all for giving us your hearts, your ears. And your minds, because you could have been somewhere else, but you chose to be right here with me and my daddy talking about it today on Monique and Sydney's open relationship. Tell a friend, tell another friend, then y'all tell 10 more. Do it. Because I really believe it's changing lives. It's changing lives and opening up minds. That's what I believe is happening, daddy. So we're going to shut it on down like my daddy always says. The mind is like a parachute. It is no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.